On today's episode, we welcome special guest Mark Jackson to put the 1994 Green Day album Dookie to the ultimate test, the nostalgia test. Welcome to paradise. Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Woo! We're here. Dan, what is up? Man, Guys, this is, this is the first time you're, you're at the Nostalgia Test Podcast. Stop right now. Follow us. Like us. Share it. Go to our Instagram page, follow us on Instagram. That's where you're going to hear about all of our new episodes. We put up polls in there, and guess what? People wanted music. Yeah, They're sick of the movies. No, they're not sick of the <laughs> movies, but we, we do do music. We test all pop culture. So yeah. I'm here with Dan. What's up here in LA? LA? And we have a um, guest today, special today's guest. Today's a guest day, which is guest good. Day. You did say you wanted more guests this year. We're Guys, still, we're 2024. If you haven't heard about it, we're doing 90s. Yeah. We did 24 is the year of the 90s. And we just decided 1994. Well, how old were you, Dan? 1994. Don't make me do math again. Everyone saw what happened <laughs> in the Toy Story episode when I couldn't do simple math. So I'm going to say 14 because, no. I thought it was 12. like 13. 12. I was 13. Because we were 13 in 1995. I was 13. So we were in middle school. Story. Yeah. Right? Middle school, eighth grade, seventh grade. So Something we're here like with Mark Jackson. What's right, up? Mark, well, I'm going to shamelessly plug right now. Mark <laughs> was one of the first co-founders of no. Lethology Brewing Company. Lethology Brewing Company, come down for great great craft beer in Farmingdale, right on Main Street, 211A Main Street. Opens <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday in the wintertime. And then we open up seven days a week when it's spring <laughs> and summer. Come down for your refreshment. Craft beer made on Long Island, made by New Yorkers, for New Yorkers, with New York ingredients. This is Mark Jackson. What's up, bro? What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for coming on. I know it was like last minute, but you commented on our Instagram page. Yes. And I was like, oh, he's coming on as a guest because I do know that you I love yeah. music. Um, we've gone, we've gone, oh, we've actually gone to like a concert or two together. Was that? Not to a few shows. Lake, yeah. Was it Lake Street Dive? Yeah, I, I used to be a... Uh, um, a supporter of uh, WFUV. We, we went to one of those marquee member shows. We saw yeah. Lake Street Dive perform. That was, that was a good one. Those guys blew up, and uh, Kristen loves them and like, wants to go see them. I was like, I don't know if I can go see them now in like a bigger place because that theater was really <laughs> yeah. cool. So it was like, so intimate, yeah, intimate. stuff. Like, yeah, mm. that was a really cool time. So tell us yeah, about I love, yourself. Like, yeah, well, that's it. Like, uh, live music is probably. Um, the top three things that I, that I'm passionate about, um, seen, I've seen countless shows. Actually, one of the reasons why I, I commented on that post you, uh, you mentioned is because I, I just bought tickets to see, uh, Green Day in August. Oh, um, nice. I just found out about yeah. that. They're yeah, doing man. this whole album and are they still, are they doing yeah. American Idiot or something like that? Yeah. And, and somehow they're going to squeeze in, uh, new material too. So, but yeah, they're wow. doing both of those albums in Entirety. So, wow. like, it, that was in my. You know, I've been listening to it all, like, for the last week now. Just like, kind of get back into that groove, and then I saw your post. I'm like, hell yeah, it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> it's this funny. Is, I was. Yeah. 
Go ahead. I was listening. I was listening to it, and Mary um, works at Lithology. Shout out to Mary. Um, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get tickets. They're playing." And she was the one that told me, "I'm like, they're playing two full albums." I was like, "That that's at Shea Stadium, right? Or City Field? Shea yeah, City. Shea Stadium." Yeah. <laughs> dating myself this is why we do we we have a nostalgia test podcast chase yeah. stadium does chase stadium pass the test well no because no, it got knocked but, out but yeah <laughs> but like green day is really especially this album was so big when it came out in 94 i mean and then it blew up and it, it's just probably at this point it, it made in my opinion it definitely made the band i mean yeah i remember the basket case video that was like one of those videos where i thought i saw at the point, at the time, I was like, "This is the fastest drummer I've ever seen in my entire life." Um, before not, Travis un- Barker, well, before <laughs> Travis Barker, but before this other guy now that's on Instagram, I keep forgetting his name, Espirito something. Like he plays with one handed, basically. Like he has two hands, but he plays all these unbelievable <laughs> parts with one hand. Everyone, check him out on Instagram. I- I'll put his handle in the show notes and shout out to him. He's amazing. But he was this guy, the the drummer of Green Day was like the fastest drummer I'd ever seen at the time. And I was just like, I can't believe this is like real. Like I, I couldn't believe it. But amazing video. And it's been interesting getting back into this album. It's funny you said about the video. I was talking to Kristen this morning about it. I was like, the what I think what made this album blow up was MTV. Because that video was so iconic. Mm-hmm. Like you I still remember the fisheye lens, you know, they're in an insane asylum. It, it just the colors like popped it was just like a really great video not only mm-hmm. is it a good song and the music was great it's just that you know that was the era of mtv like we all watched videos then and then like mm-hmm. they were they were on mtv did they get pop before blink i guess they were like pop punk before blink yeah i mean i would say definitely i mean they had they opened the door to to having punk music like in the mainstream well yeah because before that you had grunge grunge just had taken over and then these are the bands like green day and then you know i would say green day ushered in a lot of other bands that kind of like closed the door on grunge for a while it's probably forever and then nowadays it's coming back a little bit uh but i would say they definitely closed the door on it because it was 1994, 1993, and then you had, and then they won best, uh, best alternative rock album, um, in 1995. So definitely they had taken over at that time and it's like ushered in a whole other sound. I mean, before, you know, since like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and everything like that. So do you remember, either of you guys remember when you first heard the song? I can't pinpoint when I first heard the song, but I remember like the period of time, like sitting in my friend's uh, bedroom, just playing the playing it on repeat over and over and over again. Um, it was like the summer of '94, and uh, yeah, like that's just an indelible part of my like music history, as far as like what I what I what I remember. Hmm. I remember the see i'm trying i was trying you know like sometimes you like paint a different memory it's like maybe a couple memories together but for some reason i remember having this album two times like one on tape like i had a walkman i had a walkman and i remember like the album cover cover is unforgettable like it's not you know and what i love about it i don't know if you guys have it on apple music or not it moves on apple moves on apple 
Yeah. Wow. So now you have an album that is never moved before. You know, now that digital art is a thing, they have it moving. And I was like, oh, maybe this is what it was like meant to be. Mm. So that's like a moving picture, right? Like the the explosion is like moving and there's like planes and stuff flying mm. by. Um, and I also vaguely remember seeing this album on, on CD as well. So like, I think I bought it twice. Like, you know, you had to, I guess, because... Yeah how fast technology moved. So now I bought it three times because I just <laughs> download, I just downloaded it. So this is the third time I've yeah. had this app, al- this album downloaded. Right. So I remember it on the tape deck and you had to like take it out, put it, put it back. What was crazy is what I like about what I, how I test albums is like, how, how can you listen to this? Is it a shuffle album or is it, uh-huh. can this be listened to from one to the end? Like losing yeah. streak is my like to me, Less than Jake Losing Streak is my top album that is like for beginning to end, you don't shuffle it. Mm-hmm. So like I tested this. I don't know how you guys did it, was that. Like, could I just listen to it from beginning to end and not want it to go to like the hits? You know? Because mm-hmm. back in like the I day have- you, what's up? I feel like I have to listen to it like in the way it was recorded. But like that's the first time like how I was introduced to it. And then I get I, like I anticipate certain songs that are going to drop after like one song ends. I'm like, oh wait, now this this little drum line's coming in, you know. So to shuffle it up would be just like, throw me off altogether, probably. Yeah, that would yeah. be weird. Yeah, and I, I think like it, you know, going back to like getting the album, I had it on cassette only, and it was blue, and that was the thing that like it was so cool. I was just like, Whoa. it was the first thing that I was just like, <laughs> this tape is blue there's no other blue tape there's no i've never seen a blue tape before and i was like holy shit this tape's blue and i remember listening to it and like reading the lyrics which you know (laughs) but because you you know that was that's what i used to do um and and then i remember listening to it all the way to the secret song which now is not really a secret song because it streams and so like it's just another track which is so weird to kind of see What was once a secret song not be a secret song anymore so i was just like that it was really odd to be like oh shit there was a secret song and and but it it is on the album so to say now that it's digital and it's online which was such a weird thing to kind of hear yeah like that's an about- app that's like like people don't get to experience that anymore that secret song you know hidden back there you know you fall asleep maybe listening to an album and then all of a sudden like bam you get hit with like yeah. next track yeah, because that took a while to kick in, right? Like, you didn't hear All By Myself, like, for a while. I don't remember it being the next. Th- like, that's what sucked no, about it. No, it was like, like, it was a while. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it, I agree, Mark. It's like, you left it on. Like, yeah. you left I mean, it like, on this I long. With uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, I can remember the first time I, like, I'm listening to it. I, I'm laying down. I kind of fell asleep towards the end. Something in the way isn't really much of a, a, a banger. And then uh, Endless Nameless comes on and that thing just like tears, you know, right right out of the speakers. Woke just scared the shit out of me. Woke me up. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Once I figured out that albums had secret songs, I would always like go, okay, how much more? T- why is it continuing to go? Right. Especially on CD. You're like, wow, this just, it's going, it's still going. And that happened, I think on um, Radiohead's Kid A that like the track just kept going at the end. I'm like, Oh, there's a secret track at the there's a secret track in here and it has to be. And I just <laughs> let it run and then it was just like some sort of like 
crescendo of a note and like a, and then that was it but it was still really cool to hear like these secret tracks which like you don't yeah you don't really get anymore which is kind of sad um but it's interesting like I, i'm i've been looking at some of the facts of this uh album and you know it, what's interesting Danny about, facts is back well yeah i mean well what's welcome 1990 <laughs> 90s is like green day this is their third studio album and 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 not to say that bands hit on their first album but it's interesting to hear i mean they had two albums prior to this which people really loved but to think like that third album it blew them up this way it's really hard sometimes for a band to even get to that third album right do you remember any of the ones before this no well that was i i don't like and and i guess i'm not a real fan then Kerplunk one before yeah. that, right? Yeah. And I yeah. don't know the other. I might have, but it's like an EP or something. Uh, I just yeah. don't remember the songs. No, I think a few songs made it onto this one too. Like they were really under, like under the radar indie label. Um, and I think Dookie has got a few tracks from those previous uh, recordings. If I'm, if I'm not I mistaken, I think that makes sense too because if they're all of a sudden blown up, it's like put those songs on here. Yeah, because back then, like again, it wasn't like now. You could you could go to Green Day Essentials, and it's like do 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 a whole yeah. algorithm figures that all out. Where mm-hmm. back then, it's like oh, all of a sudden you release the single, Basket Case is out. I don't even know if that was the first single, Dan. I'm sure you have that as a as a fact. No, I was lucky. But yeah. like, but like, so that comes out. It's like oh, it's doing really well. Let's add some songs to this album, like before yeah. we release the whole thing, like. Why not? If they're all of a sudden catching fire, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the, well, that's the thing. And the, this this album had four singles, Longview being first, Basket Case, then Welcome to Paradise, and When I Come Around. That's that's good for for an album. Um, and it says Welcome to Paradise <laughs> was also originally appeared on the band's second album in 1991. Um, so there definitely was, you know, that crossover from, but that happens too. I mean, I think that happened yeah. with some Dave Matthews band songs also made it on to some of the other uh, uh, future albums that, you know, after the first album. But it's interesting to think about like bands like second and third albums and being like, remembering like what how good were those third albums or some bands right like i think of like the strokes and the strokes are like their first albums like their biggest is a huge hit and then like the second album's like a rush to get it done the third album not that many people <clears throat> like too much i love their third album and so so i think like it's interesting with green day it's just like you have these two albums they have a real good underground uh audience and then they hit with dookie and then they're called sellouts for leaving like their original label to go to a bigger label but it's just like sometimes you gotta go to the bigger label like you know to get the exposure i mean at that point i don't think green day gives a shit at this point no whether somebody called them sellouts i mean no think about like the mo i would say one of the most decorated punk fans and relevant to this day right like they had yeah. to the point where like what was it I, I know a couple albums came on after this and then it was american yeah. idiot or something Amer- um right it was an american idiot what is yeah it? then they yeah. had their musical mm-hmm. and the musical 
There's a like a Broadway musical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Broadway musical. (laughs) Green Day, Broadway musical. Green Day play like recently playing in the subway with Jimmy Fallon. Like you know, celebrating obviously thirty years of Dookie, and that's the other thing. Like we're doing this because it's been thirty years, and and the thing that this thirty years since this album came out. I was wondering, you know, uh, when you know when you go back and you listen to this like album i know we've been you know we listened to it straight through but i'm curious like for people like for you all like which ones are the tracks that are most memorable for you like which are your favorite tracks like um that you're like this one when i hear it all of a sudden like i'm just i'm there in that moment it came out go ahead mark that's tough i mean for for me with with albums i'm a big fan of i I like that i want to hear the the opening track because that's to me like their introduction to their audience um and they come out of the gate that song burnout just like rips right into it with a little little drum drum roll um and i feel like it doesn't stop for for like the rest of the albums so Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to pick just one I, i maybe i would say like burnout is is up there because that's that's like the gateway into this album and now i'm sitting down and i'm ready uh but i think long view really just holds like a special spot um mm. that song was amazing it was, it was sick you know 13 years old the song comes out uh it's got that classic sound of the time with the quiet part that you know then the, the drop into the, the the huge like heavy sound mm-hmm. um and they were they were singing about things that was like edgy like this was my introduction to punk rock too i didn't really know much before that i liked grunge i was into nirvana um but the thematically the things that they're singing about like for to a 13 year old is talking about masturbation and like being bored and, and stuck in your house i'm like what the f- what is this that i'm listening to you know it's like that song just it clicked it was it was like right there yeah i, I mean when you think about like the when I, when I was listening to the lyrics and i was like listen i'm like yeah, it's just like it, it was. It's so weird to kind of hear these songs be, because it's like they're, it, especially like comparing the band now, right? Like and how their lyrics are so they're they're like talking about politics and the, there's a revolutionary aspect to it and all these things. And then you go back to Dookie and it's just like I'm not burning up, I'm just burning out. And it's like it's just like, but it's still also like interesting to kind of think like in context of what was going on even in the 90s it, it could there, there's something being t- to be said there i mean you it's like coming off the hangover of the 80s and everyone is burned out from that anyway in the 90s at that yeah. point um but yeah says, the, uh, what's the line? I, i've stepped uh i've stepped in line to, to walk amongst the dead like yeah, this yeah. Is definitely so you know yeah it, it, it's really interesting because when i started the album and and that song came on i was i was immediately like caught in it i was like oh I forgot yeah. about this song, but it, it's so recognizable immediately. Like their sound is just so recognizable. It, it's impossible not to know that there's a Green Day song on when it comes on like, immediately. His um, his voice is just so recognizable. Their their style is so recognizable. The the five power chords that they use are just oh, recognizable. <laughs> like it's just amazing to kind of hear it because I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember this. You know, really well. Can I, just to piggyback on that, like, I remember thinking when they first came out too, like, who are these British guys? Because like that first album, so much of his affect sounds, I guess he's maybe trying to draw from like the the British punk, uh, yeah. you know, school of, of music there. But it took me a little while to realize like, oh, they're, oh, they're from like Chicago or something <laughs> or California. 
Yeah, it's so weird because they definitely, you could tell he definitely wanted, he definitely was um, influenced by like the Sex Pistols, like 100%, because that voice is just all Sex Pistols, like that the 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 it's not even a whining i don't even understand i wouldn't i don't even know how to explain what he does at all like i really don't it's funny you say that because there there is a point so I, i'm gonna admit right now um i we when we first test this norm normally i like think first i do a whole thing where i like think about how i think i'm gonna feel about the album and i'm thinking about like I go before I even turn it on. I'm like, oh yeah, man, this is this is gonna be great, or like, oh, I remember this and whatever. And then I turn it on, and I'm like, wow, this is whiny. Like I was like, this is whiny. This is like every punk band. I was like, every song sounds the same. I was like, totally disappointed. I was just like, I was. I think I was thinking <laughs> that it was gonna be Enema of the State. Like that's what I was because. First of all, that's another album that I love. Yeah. And I know it's their main street, it's their sellout. Yes, Dude Ranch is like the, you know, raw, raunchy produced Cheshire Blink Cat. 182, Cheshire yeah. Cat, like where you have skits and like, you know, like uh, they're just being dumb and stuff. Skits. Almost like that's what you needed, right? Where where Dookie doesn't have skits at all. It's Nothing. Like so professional, right? So I was like, why does this all sound the same? And then like I kind of like let my old man get out. <laughs> and then I listened to it again this morning and I was like, Oh wait, this is good. Like, cause it's not just his voice. Like the drums are so good. The bass, you brought this up in a text mark. The bass is just like, and she, the bass mm -hmm. and she, I was like, Oh wow. Like they, this band is tight. And yeah. me and Dan, 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 you and I have been, we went to the Madison Square Garden show where yeah. Blink-182 and and Green Day played and they were they were on tour together and it was like, you didn't know if you were going to hear Green Day or Blink yeah. first. And I hate Blink Live. I like Blink <laughs> on CD. Blink Live is, I'm sorry, if Blink, but hey, guys, if you guys want to come on the show, great. If you get a chance to listen to the Nostalgia Status podcast, that's great. I hated ta uh, taking uh, take off your pants and jacket, but love love Enema of the State. I love but, the albums they did without what's his face though too. They did two albums without him, and I thought they were good. Yeah, so like I feel that like Tom the Delano. problem is is they got you know Travis rushing everything live, so totally. everybody has to like catch up. Where I remember watching Green Day and going, "This band are sh they're they're superstars. They know how to put on a show." Yeah, Billy, mm -hmm. he's like he's a lead guy. He is going to entertain you like no yeah. other. And then the drummer's just tight, mm -hmm. tight. Like they they could rush through this whole album, but like I never felt when I see them saw them live. I think I saw them live twice, and I was just like, "This is a good fucking band. Like mm -hmm. this band knows how to rock. They're tight. They they just know what they need to do to sh give you a show and like." Yeah. Like I mean, like you're not watching like kids in a garage, like no, where I, saw them. I feel like sometimes at Blink you do. Yeah, I saw them at Jones Beach with Blink, and they opened for Blink. That was just before American Idiot came out, mm. and uh, I was like last row, but would it felt like I was like, right there in the mosh pit. Green, they just brought such energy and such like like you said professionalism. It was a, a tight set. Um, 
never forget. It was like one of the best shows I've seen. Wow. Yeah, What'd you think of Blank? Forgettable. You know, like they were fine. They were, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I like Blank. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of them. Ranch is one of my favorite albums too. Um, but like that, the comparison between that, like they opened for Blink and I was like, I'm ready. I'm good to go. Like I can go home now. I've, I've done that before. Feel. I've done that before. Yeah. My, we, uh, I don't think you were there, Manny. I'm not sure. Did you come to Jones beast just to see Travis open for Dido? I didn't, but I heard that didn't, what didn't also a comedian didn't Ben Stiller open up for them. No, 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 no. Jimmy Fallon opened. Jimmy Fallon. We saw Jimmy Fallon open for, uh, Oasis or some other band. And when they got booed off the stage, but like I saw, uh, I I went to Jones Beach. Dido was playing, but Travis, this other band, was opening, and I was like, and my friends and I were like, let's just go see Travis. And we saw Travis, and we left. <laughs> we were the only <laughs> ones leaving, and everyone's like, the, the, the concert over. We're like, yeah, you missed Travis, man. And then we just left. Yeah, but You've like, seen Dido for that one song that she yeah, did for Eminem. She yeah. did. She did that first, and we were just like, what else is Dido saying? Oh. Not, I'm sorry, Nothing Dido. Else. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just like, what? I know she couldn't wait until the end with that. Like, you don't open with that. You want people to stay. I'm pretty sure yeah. she opened with it because we were like, what else is going on here? But um, I remember going to Jones Beach and seeing Offspring, and that was really bad. I felt bad. I was just like, they really? couldn't hold it together. But I, I think like with with Green Day, their songs are very um, they they know what they know what they're able to do, and I think that's why like this album does hold up like that because like they understood what they were. They're like, look, we're a punk band. We're gonna we have a framework for our music, and we're gonna do this. Like we know exactly how we could play, what we could play, what we're capable of, and that's what we're gonna stick to. I think it's funny to listen to this album uh, and being like the 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 track she is like their ballad because there is no slow song in this whole album it's like listening to a slayer album where like it starts <laughs> and then it's like the whole time and then it ends um so it's really it's like less than 45 minutes too it's just it's like 38 minutes long this whole album it's 38. crazy and there's a lot of songs <laughs> I, I was there's a lot of songs and i was like wait it's over like because again i when i do these tests i'm like all right i'm gonna listen to it almost a full day at work and i'm like um I only got like part of what I normally get done. Done. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to listen to another album. Like, it's already over. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And the, with the amount of songs, like, I, 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 I do want to bring up pulling teeth. Go ahead. Right. Uh, you know what I got a vibe from? That thing you do. Remember that movie? You yeah, I remember it. Doing that thing you do yeah. with um with Tom Hanks and he kind of plays like a sleazy like producer and like yeah. the guys have like one hit wonder that yeah. there was like a vibe like that kind of like kitschy like song there like um could be a commercial song but like yeah but it's, I, it's not my favorite song in there but what were we saying right well I was just, like you you mentioned like the way it's got that like funny like lilt to it. But the, yeah. the subject matter, it's like kind of messed up. Um, it is. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, it's just, I, I, all I was thinking was like, oh, okay, this is just this like this wacky song. Like, but <laughs> I had a good time with it. I had a, it, I had a good time. Like that, that was like, but I will say Longview is probably. That's your favorite. Yeah. That's your favorite. You think? That's one of my top ones that I think when I come around only because that's like, um, was that no that was that was the graduation song that was the year after right 
No, there was a couple of albums after when they did that song, like, uh, not Guns oh. in November. Or, or <laughs> was it? it was uh, a song that was like everyone's graduation song. Not Wake Me When September Ends, not that one. Maybe, yes. Oh, time of Your Life. Time oh, of Your Life, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was our graduation song. It was? So, like, yeah. Yeah, time I don't remember life. shit about high school. Yeah, yeah, they made a video like <laughs> and they put it on a projector and stuff oh like that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. burned out during that. Uh, I think when I come around is probably. Uh, I just remember the first time I ever tried to attempt to learn how to play a guitar, which was probably the only time I was in Canada with my cousins, and I distinctly remember the cousins who did know how to play guitar. They were playing this song. So That's, when I come around as a special yeah. like memory blo- mm. like locked into my brain of being in that basement with these kids that I only saw like once a mm-hmm. year and they're trying to ta- teach me how to play guitar and that was the that was the song. That so. song like I I I that was actually the one song that I felt like I could skip. I really? what, and I I don't know why but like I think as I'm listening to it it was the and maybe this is the detriment of it, in my opinion, but like that it was so, it felt like it was on a whole other album. Like it felt like it was a. That's very polished. Right? It was very polished. Yeah. It almost sounded like a Stone Temple Pilots song where I was just like, <laughs> it was like, it's like, it was like a different groove. The whole thing was different. And I was like, wow. And then it goes back into like where, you know, where the album what the album was after like when I come around is then like coming clean. I'm in a sleepest in the end. Like, so, and, and actually eight through 14 is like, if you think of it, that's like probably side B of the tape. So that's, I think like a different, the whole other side is like, a, it's like a whole different like vibe on, on the other side of the tape. Yeah. Which is great. Cause think about, we, I think we brought this up in other music shows and it always happens because music just isn't written that way anymore. Mm. Right, like this was planned to be on an album that had an A and B side. Right. Yeah, you wrote music for the medium that you were producing it in. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So even if they were doing it on a on a record, there was an A and B side of a record. If you're doing it in a tape deck, same thing. Mm. Now music just isn't written that way. Now, right. No. Like, and it and it goes back to <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> It goes back to I'm I'm still going through puberty. I mean, it's 1994. Um, it's taking you back. It's taking you back. <laughs> it's taking me so back that that I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting a high pitched voice. Um, it this is this is another reason why I love albums that I could listen to one to like you you brought up Offspring and it Smash was one of my favorite albums to listen to from beginning to end. Really, it's so sad to hear that like they weren't good live. They weren't good live, but like the fact that even Mark said it and it happened to me, it happens to me with Anima of the State. If I listen to a song out of, out of order in Anima of the State, that's in Anima of the State, if it comes up on the radio or just comes up on my, like, we chose this song for you on Apple music. I know. And I sing out loud what the next song is automatically. Mm. So that's how we used to listen to albums. You don't, yeah. you don't listen no one listens to albums like they don't build album albums like that anymore. You don't need to. You could just have like four songs and just be like, "Those are my four songs." Come well, yeah. yeah. I feel like more artists these days just like dribble out. Like, here's I, I got a new song. 
like, okay, where's, where's the rest of the people? Yeah. 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 Did you, Mark, did this band uh, influence other, maybe like things that you started listening to? Like, did it, did it like usher in other bands for you or other, um maybe like um other artists and stuff like that like you know because certain bands for me like when i when i was introduced to them all of a sudden it like opened a whole other door you know and like if we're coming out of grunge and then like green day kind of hits in this way in 94 like uh did it did it change a pathway for you or ushered new artists in for you um i i don't think they it did really because there was a lot of like that shift in the music scene right grunge came to an end and then you had um you know everything else that came out afterwards i didn't really like the ska like path that was also happening at that time <laughs> um so I, you know i stuck with you don't like skanking you don't like skanking it's all right I mean, <laughs> uh but yeah i don't think green day was like it didn't open any musical doors for me um it just it just was like one more band in that catalog and like i like this i like the way this sounds maybe mm -hmm. the offspring a little bit but mm -hmm. um I think it was just timing that came out. They dropped albums at the same time, and mm. um, yeah, yeah. So were there were there like did you go to like punk concerts? You didn't go to like the small punk concerts that were in. Like, no, no, that wasn't really in my wheelhouse. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have access to it. I didn't know anybody else who listened to punk, and I, I didn't probably even realize it was punk when I when I. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up uh, here on Long Island. Okay. I lived in Queens for, you know, the first 10 years, but you're not really going to a lot of rock and roll shows when you're nine or 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> so out here, they're like, I didn't have the ability really to like go to those little clubs. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like it was music, weird because I was just going to say the yeah. music scene on Long Island, like I feel like blew up around like emo, like taking back Sunday and stuff like that. Like, and then Long Island, like I, I feel like birth of like, a hundred thousand of those bands um <laughs> you know so yeah no i was yeah. about i was about to say that like especially being in Mineola, um we had like was it deja, deja. one yeah i deja never went there was but, like yeah. deja was like where i mean i know people who tell a story of like seeing less than jake there yeah you know like little like bands that we ended up listening to like all the time that yeah started out at all these places i i know people that were coming from out east to go to deja one yeah you know I remember and they would go to like and maybe i think i would say green day had a lot to do with like bands being more popular to go see around mm. here because of it. and I, I think i got i definitely got into more of the punk scene because of it i mean i was hanging out with more people that were listening to them so i was like all right so like this is what we're listening to. And I was a skier, snowboarder. So videos back then, skating videos, they mm -hmm. had punk in it. So you became kind of in it. And then like playing, you know, Tony Hawk's oh, pro yeah. skater, you know, Pennywise, all those guys. Yeah. Got shot from that. Yeah. So I like, remember going to the Warp Tour in 98 and seeing like Mill and Colin and Blink-182, Suicidal Tendencies and uh, Eminem getting booed off the stage and um, a whole bunch of crazy people that were there. Do you remember a band called Reggie and the Full Effect? No. Oh, God. No. Yeah, like, oh, it's so weird. But th I feel like Green Day, like, it definitely made it, it definitely opened the door to a lot of other bands. And I feel like you don't get Blink-22 without Green Day. You don't get MXPX, really, without Green Day, I feel like. And 
I feel like MXPX, especially like their their interestingly enough, their most recent album, which I'm obsessed with for some like I, I love it. I feel like they're to me the closest like i love the longevity of like a band like mxpx uh all the members of the band are there you have like you know still making albums they still have a very like uh loyal following 311 same yeah, thing they just never yeah 311 i just recently saw some like instagram posts like that they're still performing i'm like holy shit dude like every come to the patch up uh, music festival every every like every other year 311 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, what? I heard they're sick. Doing that drumline solo that they did, dude. I heard the they're sick in concert. Like I, I heard saw them insane. three times in um, ah, oh, what the hell is it called? Shit, it was it was a theater up in in the city. It was a really cool theater. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Hammerstein, and they did that drum solo that they do with they all of them play the the bass drum yeah. that. It was crazy. They they definitely put on a great. That band puts on a fantastic show. They yeah. just came out with their own non-alcoholic IPA. Of course they did. <laughs> I can't be mad at that. Can't I can't knock the that. hustle on that one. That's no. like taking over right now. No, but Dookie, yeah. I, I just want to also say, like, does anyone know here why they called it Dookie? Because I have the facts, and I'm just curious. Does anyone know? Uh, and like, do you like that name for the album? I think it's a great name for an album. Uh, it catches your like, it just stands out as something something else. Uh, and then you you know the, the album cover art with that too, like all, all that yeah. stuff going on there. But I, I can't say I know where it comes from. Manny, um, do I like? I mean, it's catchy. I mean, I, well, what else would you call this thing? I mean, it, it's definitely for a thirteen-year-old. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So like what the the thing is back then what, who were they playing to? What? Did they did like to me it was like who were they trying to get? Were they trying to get target 18 year olds? They were trying to get that demographic not that they were trying to get like I 13 feel, year olds to listen to them but probably in that age group, right? I feel like yeah, 13 14 year old, you know, kids like that were just, you know, reckless or just bored and just, you know, or just like going on. through different stages of life not sure yeah. what to do you know yeah you know, getting yelled at my mom and dad uh maybe yeah, 17 maybe and them- out on confusion you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so okay so the album name according to wikipedia uh dookie is the um it is a reference to the band members often suffering from diarrhea which they refer to as liquid dookie as a result of eating spoiled food <laughs> while on tour the initially the band was to name the album Liquid Dookie, but this was shortened to Dookie. <laughs> okay. Wow. Asked in 2014 choice, if the though. naming choice was a mistake in hindsight, Armstrong described the idea to give the album the title as an impulsive stoner thing. We were smoking a lot of weed, and hey man, wouldn't it be funny if and then the band submitted the title to the artist Richie to Richie Butcher, who created a cartoon like work and and so on, and then the band boom, is uh, the album's called Dookie. So you know. By the way, you froze up, but I don't think it matters because you're recording or whatever. That's fine. But that's so, crazy. Yeah. So there it is. So obviously, whatever you just said was awesome. <laughs> oh no! They, they ate spoiled food. Did you hear that part? They like because no, they were eating. We okay, so be, they were suffering diarrhea because they were like eating spoiled food on tour. 
and then they they were going to call it liquid dookie but then they shortened it to dookie nice and because they were like smoking weed and they thought they thought like hey wouldn't it be cool if the album was called whatever and then that's what the album's called of course that would happen because they were still like you to see that's what's so funny because (laughs) the album's so well produced it is and then they did they just do something like childish like that you know like yeah yeah well, some tracks sound louder than others. Did you notice that? Like, When I Come Around sounds louder than another song. Basket Case sounds louder than this other song. There's like a weird skip in like this weird area where it's like I feel like going into uh, Longview, I think it is, right before Longview from the song, the song before Longview. And then it's like a and then it's like, and then it's like, it stops and then it continues that baseline and i'm just like it's such this weird mixing issue but they kept you know no matter what they just no one told the producer like this is the same song it's going into it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's so funny because when i heard that i was like oh i remember that i'm like oh my god i remember that on the tape and i thought they would fix it in the album in the digital but i guess not i mean they're like fuck it just leave it it's dookie can i yeah there's one thing i wanted to bring up um before we're talking about how uh, like MTV probably ushered in, like brought them to to their family, the music videos that were coming out. But I think, um, I think a lot needs to be like, could be said for their performance at at Woodstock because that I think was the other thing that like kind of solidified it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to go to Woodstock so bad, but you know, 13, I really didn't have the means to get up there, Um, but I could watch that. They they streamed it um, live on MTV. I think it was right. Yeah, like seeing yeah. it for yeah, nineteen ninety four. It wasn't pay per view, right? Was it MTV? Probably, but they no, probably, I think they, like, yeah, they just like streamed it. It was yeah. just something that yeah, yeah. it was pay per view in ninety nine, I believe. That's when they got greedy. Oh, okay. that was when right, right. Yeah. the money grab things yeah. got really like bad. the mud fight breaking out between the audience and yeah. Green Day. Like just it devolved into utter chaos. The talking back and forth, like that, also I think helped solidify them as like. Oh, this is who they are. You get to see these like these three punks up on stage, just uh, just having fun and going at it and playing some rock and roll, or punk wow. rock. But yeah, that was really that's cool. A I great remember memory because I remember that now. Yeah, uh, I, I saw the 1999 documentary on HBO of Woodstock, which is not a good Woodstock to to the 99. Look back no, at. the 99 Woodstock yeah. was terrifying. Well, like they brought up how like great 94 was. Yeah. Like even though the mud thing had, you know, everybody was all into like the fact that it rained, they didn't care. Like it was, it was like all in good fun at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ninety nine was crazy. It was like one of the fly shit. Yeah, yes. they played a lot of good songs too. They played like most of the Dookie album and then a few other songs from like older albums. That's amazing. Yeah, but that's the thing about Woodstock '94. Like it. it you had bands that were like green day that were like fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, that's why I think like this album, it's fun. Woodstock 99. There was nothing fun about, well, there was like, a lot of angry. The whole point of the documentary was even just how like the, the music that was out then, just like anger and break the, break this down and break that and yeah. fuck everybody. And, you know, Fred Durst definitely, lit a match basically and yeah. just kept going with it and then you know uh what's his name uh red hot chili peppers was not stopping and kind of 
If you haven't seen the documentary, it's crazy. Well, yeah, it's, it's wild. Wow. Wow. 1994, though, had some killer albums that came out. I mean, so this album came out with so many great albums. You have Super Unknown from Soundgarden. So you still have like that, the, the grunge era is still there. You have Definitely Maybe by Oasis, which I love. The Grace album by Jeff Buckley, which was really great. Vitology by Pearl Jam. The Downward Spiral from Nine Inch Nails. Live Through This by Hole. I mean, it was a Jar of Flies by Alice in Chains. This was actually a strong year for music. I mean, even on the hip-hop side, you have Illmatic from Nas comes out in 94. Um, Far Beyond Driven by Pantera. uh, I mean... The Southern Playalistic, I can't even say it, by Outkast. Outkast's album comes out in 94. Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. I mean, look, just basically 1994 was an unbelievable year. Plus Weezer, the blue album, uh, was an amazing year for music. So it it just to see Green Day kind of come out with an album to like last all this time. But a lot of those albums, when you think about it, like I'm like, I still listen to Definitely Maybe. Like I still listen to that to that Oasis album. You know, as you're thinking talking about this, I was thinking about No Doubt. Remember No Doubt? Wasn't weren't they really punk at first? Yeah. They were. Yeah, right? and they were like ish too, right? They had like the horns going. Yeah, they changed so many. I just remember with No Doubt, it was like they changed every album they came out with was like a new genre for them. Like well, as as yeah. the different albums came out, it was like all of a sudden they were like, "There's a little bit of rap in there." They they turned into like really poppy, yeah. And like and then you know they broke up, but like I remember they didn't they start out they were a punk band. She was on yeah. she she did a song with Bradley Knoll uh, from Sublime. Um, Seeing oh, red, right? Yes, 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 yes. It was amazing. So she, yeah. she was in that scene. And I mean, she's they a were great performer, it. man. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Um, any like we're coming up on like some time to like we're gonna play something for you all from one of our from one of our podcasts, uh, brothers in podcasting, Brian Colburn. Who, Manny, can you believe that he was on our podcast like in 2021? That was already that long ago. <laughs> yeah. The one when we did like the, Billy the Joel. playlist, Billy Joel's playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, crazy. Let me play, uh, everyone. Let me just play what Brian Colburn had to say about uh, the Green Day album Dookie. We asked him to ch- um, chime in. Um, and if you haven't checked out Brian Colburn's uh, podcast, uh, my weekly mixtape, check it out. It's blowing up. He's got guests on there from like. All sorts of amazing bands. Um, Dan talks about it all the time. I, I, I love it. Uh, he, he's like, he's, I wish we had those guests. Let's go. <laughs> he's killing it, Brian. We got, uh, you know, have us on. Uh, but yeah, uh, and check him out. Uh, here's what uh, Brian had to say about uh, the Green Day album. Gentlemen, Brian from My Weekly Mixtape here wanted to chime in on your question. Does Green Day's Dookie pass the nostalgia test? This one, I hope you both say a resounding yes to, because let's be honest, Green Day is going out on a tour this summer, a stadium tour with openers, the Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. And they are touring, playing two albums in their entirety, American Idiot, 
which is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and Dookie celebrating its 30th anniversary. So right there, stadiums are selling out across the country to hear Dookie played in its entirety. So right there alone is a good argument for why this album passes the nostalgia test. Now let's talk about the hits. Obviously, Longview, Basket Case, She, When I Come Around, all amazing songs. Welcome to Paradise, originally recorded for the Kerplunk album, is heard here in its absolute glory, the definitive version of Welcome to Paradise. This is a band that's energized. Yes, I get it. This is their major label debut. So fans of 39 Smooth and Kerplunk, the lookout label days, might not be a fan of Dookie. But Dookie introduced Green Day to fans all over the world. It made pop punk a thing. Like This is the album that truly ushered in pop punk in the 90s into the early 2000s. And by ushered in, I don't mean all of pop punk pop punk is alive and well in the 90s especially on an indie level but green day's dookie took pop punk into the mainstream and that's the difference here burnout having a blast chump like every single song on this album is great but the best tracks are the ones i actually think are outside the singles Pulling Teeth is an amazing tune that shows where their musical sensibility lies later on in their career. You talk about songs like Sassafras Roots and Coming Clean in the end, and then F.O.D. What a great album closer. But the fact is, if you own the CD, you know F.O.D. is not actually the album closer. It's the brilliant Trey Cool and All By Myself, one of the premier hidden CD tracks of all time. So there you have it. Green Day's Dookie passes the nostalgia test with ease. Hope you gentlemen are doing well. Looking forward to having you guys on my weekly mixtape at some point in 2024. But until then, keep up the great work and looking forward to talking to you soon. Wow. Thank Ooh, you so much, Brian. Man. If you haven't checked out again, like check out my weekly mixtape. Um, go to the website, myweeklymixtape.com follow on instagram and twitter and everywhere that you follow at my weekly mixtape uh brian's dropping episodes pretty much weekly obviously the weekly. last episode uh was uh he was joined by desmond child and they were diving into the stories behind songs that desmond child wrote and co-wrote with kiss bon jovi aerosmith alice cooper joan jett and the black heart hearts share meatloaf i mean talk all about that i mean brian is um he, he's like an encyclopedia of music i mean i know man I, you know it's, check it's oh, and check out our episode with brian that we did in 2021 episode 53 of the billy joel playlist which is much more of a billy joel of just like love letter <laughs> um shameless plug but i, I gotta say he's got a huge point that yeah they are still selling out stadiums like yeah it's hard to do, um, especially nowadays. Everybody's so like, they just move on really quickly and people still hanging on to uh, Green Day. And I didn't know that Smashing Pumpkins, that was my first ever con big concert. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, man. I, was, I think I was like maybe 15 at the time or 14. I don't know. But I, I went to Madison Square Garden and... 
think I got high at that concert too. No, I got, I definitely got high. I didn't think I, I definitely got high. <laughs> that was your first major concert. Yeah, like first like big arena concert. Mm-hmm. Mark, yeah, what was like, your first concert? Uh, my first big concert that I remember it was Lollapalooza '95. Wow. Yeah, it was really it was set the bar. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Shit. I think Hole played. They were the uh, Sonic Youth Hole. Uh, huh. Soundgarden. I think Soundgarden was there. Oh. It was wild. It was great. Uh, I still haven't recovered from Chris Cornell dying. I, I'm yeah. every day. I'm like, why did this happen? Uh, but um, amazing voice. Rest in peace. That's an amazing yeah. first concert. My first was uh, 311 at Jones Beach for the Blue Album, um, which was really interesting really amazing really amazing um and i was a freshman in high school that was like my first major concert before that it was ninja turtles uh live which was amazing <laughs> yeah yeah really, buddy let's yeah, go oh, I mean, like, I guess, stepping stones i guess my real real first I, concert, tape. I take that back arena like i guess my my first concert was my because i i'm a twin and my twin is a a female um we went to New Kids on the Block in Nassau Coliseum. Was Dude, that sounds first, amazing. First ever. And I got to say, rocked out. They were good. They were they, good. They were good at the time. <laughs> but, uh, the live music. Exactly. I've seen, um, I've seen Hanson. Awesome. Uh, I've seen Hanson mm-hmm. live. Bob. Yeah. 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 Our friend, Brian. I saw Alanis open for <laughs> You saw who? Alanis Morissette. Oh. Nice. That I would love to see in her prime. Concert. That's a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, my the, the one that got away, uh, Radiohead opened for her, and I, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't go for. I just was going with my friends, and I'm in the park. Yeah. And I'm like, this song sounds familiar. I know this song. I fucking missed it. Wow. <laughs> see them. Oh my god! What an interesting opener. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Dude, first of all, uh, when when Brian said uh, Smashing Pumpkins were opening for Blink to uh, for uh, Green Day, um, I've seen the Smashing Pumpkins a few years, uh, some years ago. Not good. Not good. No, <laughs> it was sad because like they were such a good band, but like most of the band, band isn't around with them anymore, and yeah. uh, it was just everything was like all the music was angry. Like every song that was a hit, he just He's played angry. like, but. Uh, but yeah, wow. Interviews with him. Yeah, but Green Day's Dookie. I'm uh this is one where like at first when I was listening to it, I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. But it's interesting. This happens to you a lot, Manny, where like we have conversations and then all of a sudden like that that little turn happens. Yeah. And then it's just like, huh. So it definitely like, happened. I gotta give it I gotta give it to Mark. Um that, that, that text what, yeah the the, the, te- the instagram text of you saying no it still slaps i was like all right let me give this a second listen because like i was gonna review this on just one listen yeah and yeah so absolutely so you experienced it dan the the turnaround when did you I, come, I mean right come now around, I'm about, when i come around when i'm, like, I'm coming like, around <laughs> It's when I come around, I think I'm uh, saying that the Dookie passes the nostalgia test. It's a it's a classic album. It's a really great album. It's fun. Um, It takes me back to 1994. But at the same time, there's I mean, most of these songs I'm 100 percent listening to like over again. I would definitely listen to it again and again. It's, It's just like especially, you know, Mark, and you're right. That opening track is so important. And this one is so good. 
burnout is a, an extreme I, I started singing it as soon as it came on i was like wow i remember all these words i was just you know, crazy was really great that that happens like lyrics are locked in your brain that you have locked like when was the last time you heard burnout that, it's been a long time right and then Probably all of a sudden it's just, like, <laughs> it just like clicks right in yeah i'm like no yeah. you had no idea that that was still in your brain no like locked away just Not at all. collecting dust yeah and then all of a sudden there. it's like oh no i know it yeah i know i was, the song. I was standing at work <laughs> at the at the usc campus just like listening to green day being like this is weird but like okay and like yeah. i was just like singing to myself like burnout while i was like waiting for it like walking to class and i was like okay all right this is a good start this is a good start you know yeah uh, but i needed multiple listens because i feel like there's an expectation again like and i think mark you're right like when you said like people like the way these albums were made was like to have two sides so to have two different like feelings and i was like not ready for that because it's like you have to translate you have to just basically like put it onto digital and you don't get that feeling of like turning the tape to like go okay this is the second side so it's like a whole other space it just and so because that that eight to fourteen it's like it's a different it's a different it's like a up and then a down but then a up again yeah. a little bit you know and so like yeah it, it's definitely needs a second to third listen that's funny you said I, I was thinking the act of doing that so you're saying the act of taking out the tape deck taking a break yeah switching it yeah it's like they need they need to put an intermission in between yeah. the digital the, the, the digital the digital copy because i'm talking about this with my friends i think they, one of my buddies said that uh i think it was a tom petty album he did that like on on the cd he's like all right well this is uh this is the point in the album where anybody who's listening on tape or vinyl has to flip it over so let's just give them a minute all right, let's That's go. A, and then like <laughs> Oh wow. I love that. I mean that to be like yeah. aware of that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like wondering if like new artists even but, there's no way they even if they even know. But that's know? what the role of the skit was too, or the sketch on the album, right? Like I miss that. Like you you had do that you? on I, don't know, I, I, I do feel like I really loved like, it. The locks did it. On like uh you know their albums on We Are the Streets and Money Fuji's Power Respect, the Fuji's Fuji's had um yeah Smacking Eminem Isaiah, had... Smacking Isaiah did it. Uh, a Queen of the Stone Age, they got an album that they yeah. frame it like it's on the radio, and so yeah. they have these little skits in between with like the DJ. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. Um, Lesson Jake does it. They have like little like weird intros oh, yeah. here and there. It's Harry J. Reynolds, and you're listening to Less Than Jake. <laughs> yeah, and then they did that other thing where they have you know, in Blink One Eighty Two did it, and I feel like it, it gives like a whole other feel to the to the album. You don't get that anymore. The whole time I've been um, this whole podcast, I have the Dude Ranch um, scream of the girl screaming <laughs> about seeing it i don't know i guess it's herpes or something she's like ah, ah. Oh, ben he's like, balls. Said, yeah yeah um <laughs> that's all i'm thinking in my head while we're going through this of like that's that weird. skit like that skit was yeah. like it was loud all of a sudden it came out of nowhere yeah. and then like 
they go into another song. You're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. It was like, what for? <laughs> but that's why also like in that Smacking Isaiah like album, you have like the even the clip from the Big Lebowski, which is hilarious. Yes. And the clip from the um, when he's talking about like it's it's what's his name? Not the yeah, the more cowboy bell guy. Um, shit. Suicide King, not Suicide Kings. Um, what are you talking? Yeah, Christopher about? Walken's in it. Yeah, there's a skit of him being talking about like he's about to kill someone. He's like a mobster in that. Was it Suicide oh, Kings? In True Romance? Maybe it's from True Romance. I think it's from True Romance. That skit's in there too. Mark, well, you yeah. don't know. You don't know Smacking Isaiah, right? No, you you said you weren't really no. into like different. Yeah, and in in this good, heavy crazy album. This heavy metal album uh, by this band called Bleeding Through, they used that part of the Boondock Saints when Willem Dafoe was like going, there was a fire fight. And then like <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, and and, and when I listened to it for the first time, I was like, whoa, wait a second. That was the Boondock yeah. Saints? Like, so bands, I feel like, I, I don't know. I like that. Uh, it, it was something that I, that I missed, but anything funny, you know, I, I love. But yeah, I'm saying it passes the nostalgia test. Manny, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah, it does it all. It brings me in, it brings me back. It it you know, we didn't even get we talked about basket case for a second, but there's no way, you know, like there's no way I'm not belting basket case when it comes when it comes on. Like wherever yeah. I am, like it just I'm singing it the way he sung it in the video. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering <laughs> the fit the fisheye lens. Like I, I it's just it's a great yeah. great memory and it's a great it's just it's a great song it's, great it's still it's still a great album every time green day comes on i never go like oh god it's green day like <laughs> even blink and you know i like blink and i was saying anima state but there's times where i'm just like yeah i'm, I'm ready need, for this i don't okay. i need to have this song but like green day i'm not skipping the song that's how i feel about weezer when i hear it i'm like yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> too lately like i'm like yeah i remember this yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like I got it. Buddy Holly was whatever. You, yeah, you, we, I've 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 I'm done with this. Like hey, I get it. In the garage, you like that song? I'll, I'll let that one play out. It doesn't get. <laughs> yeah, that uh, and like uh, songs from Pinkerton. I'll listen to some of those, but like not really listening to the whole Blue album. Being like, uh, yes, like the sweater song. I'll listen to maybe, but like uh, I don't know. One day we'll probably have to listen to it, Manny. I don't really like Weezer. And a lot of people like to tell me I look like him because I'm like, is it because of my glasses? Like, oh, that's God. the only reason why. I wear glasses. People, like, glasses does not make you Rivers Cuomo. Like, did everybody, anyone ever tell you you look like Rivers Cuomo? I'm like, yes, like f- maybe 20 <laughs> at this point. And I'm just like, it's because of the glasses. If I took them off, you wouldn't say that yeah, at all. They'd be like, whoa, who are you? <laughs> but uh, like, yeah. Mark, I, I, we know what you're going to say, so. Just say it. Does it pass? Just, it pass. Flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> you know, right. to the point where it passes now, like after having this conversation and just thinking about it, I'm like, maybe I should buy tickets to this show. Like, when's the next time? This could be the last time I can see them live. You know, they might break up or they just might be just call it quits. Like, or this just seeing, seeing like, um, being able to see him still perform at his prime like i'm not saying he's at his prime but i'm sure they're gonna put on a 
fantastic show. Yeah. So whatever the what does it cost? What did it cost? Ninety ninety bucks? No, more than that. More than that, <laughs> dude. It's going to be way more than that. Like above fifty. What? Whoa! Yeah, for a good seat. Um, I, I'm in like I'm in like section three something. Um, I think that's just what the tickets are going for. You know, wow. right now I think, yeah. If you want to get in the mosh pit, it's like five hundred bucks though. So wow. that's not. That's. Crazy. I mean, there you go. I mean, the whole band passes in this other test to, <laughs> to be selling a ticket for that that's that much. Crazy. I mean, you, know, you could okay. see Iron Maiden for like an eighth of that price and be in general admission. It's yeah. unbelievable. Crazy. It's crazy to me. But like, yeah, I mean, I, no one's going to see Smashing Pumpkins for that price. They're going yeah. to see Green Day. No. And it was yeah. the once that, when I read that they were doing Dookie and American Idiot in their entirety. That was kind of the the like the censure for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to see that one more time. Yeah, oh, and and the, and now you know in the beginning we were saying how like how are they going to do that? Well, it's a thirty-four minute yeah. album. <laughs> so, yeah, like they could do it because it's a thirty-four minute album. They're not going to take a break. They just go right through. We're going to do Dookie twice, uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> you know what? we want to play that song again. Why not? Just go for it. <laughs> Who cares? Like it doesn't matter. But the, I remember I saw and then. I have this uh, Billy Joe Armstrong story. It's really like um, I used to uh, go to a lot of shows in Manhattan. I was uh, hanging out with my friend Matt, Matt Airy. We all, you know, shout out to wherever he is. Anyway, uh, we used to, he loved this guy, Jesse Mallon. And Jesse Mallon was a lead singer to a band called Degeneration, um, punk band uh, in New York. But then Jesse Mallon went on his own. He had these like solo albums. They're actually pretty good, like singer songwriter type rock albums. And he was playing the Bowery, uh, ba- um, the uh, ba- Bowery Ballroom, which is like literally a bar in the basement. If you've ever been there, and just uh, in our audience, like it's a bar, and then you go upstairs, and it's like, a, I don't even know what to call it. It's a stage. But like there's room for like maybe 95 people or whatever it is. It's like super small. I've I've yeah. seen the darkness there, which was crazy to see the darkness in this album in this place. Yeah, it was out of it was out of hand. But I remember seeing Jesse Mallon there, and then all of a sudden this guy walks on stage to sing with him, and I'm like, motherfucker, that's Billy Joe Armstrong. That is a lead singer to Green Day. And he just like started singing, they sang a degeneration song. And I was blown away. I was like, holy shit. I was like, to think that like how famous he really is, you know, you don't really think about it until like you see him and you're just like, this is, this guy's super fucking famous. Green yeah. is a huge band and he's playing to like 95 people. Uh, and it was like really amazing. So that was a really, that was really cool. I remember that. I'll never forget. I love that. those kind of stories where, because yeah. look, you know, someone's got to pay $500 to get that close and you were, in a yeah. 95 person, you know, yeah, probably yeah. paid what 25 bucks to see Jesse Mallon. I paid more for drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a ticket. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. And then we got locked out of this guy's apartment and we, uh, it was a whole disaster. But, um, but, uh, yeah, that was really cool. But awesome. Mark, before we close out, I remember emailing you. I was like, remember to bring, bring your Rocky ranking and we need to know. How you rank the wait. Rockies from 
best Rocky, and that includes Rocky Balboa, not the Creed films, just Rocky and Rocky Balboa, all the Rockies and Rocky Balboa. Best to worst Rocky. Okay. And what's the uh, Rocky to Rambo conversion rate? Because I've seen a few of those in a few of these. Are you even a Rocky fan? I'm assuming not. Yeah. Who's not going to root are. for Rocky? Of course, you got to be a Rocky fan. Uh, yeah. But do you watch? Did you have you watched like all of them? No. Like your boy, your boy Kevin. Okay, so you haven't seen is which a one? Huge have you Rocky seen? fan. I think the only reason I've seen any of them was because Kevin made me watch them, and I liked them. It wasn't like he had to hold me there, but he's like, you need to see this movie. So yeah. Like, so ready? Do I just yeah. say the ranking? Like, all right, just go the Let's numbers. Go. All right. First is the first one. One. Then six. Then two, three, five, four. You put four at the end. Yeah, that's uh, the one, right? Isn't that the... That's the the Russian one, the eighties one. Manny, do you know why? I get it though. You know why I get it? I yeah. know. I've I've had conversations with Mark, and like he's not he's he's not really into that kind of movie. One that's six his... two. Yeah, one six two is its first. That's a first for uh, for us. Our ranking here, a one really? six tour. He's a one six tour. Wow, crazy! I remember You're- seeing Balboa and like, oh, this is I like this. This is like reminds me of the first one, which was so good. And, and I'm not arguing that the sixth one was that wasn't good. Wait, I mean, wait, you put was- five before four. Yeah, yeah. I-, I wrote it down, Manny. It's one you six two five, three five five, four. which is considered like the worst one ever before four. Well, I mean, uh, I I I uh, I haven't seen them all, so I was kind of basing it off of. Okay, you haven't seen them all. Okay, which ones haven't you seen? Which haven't you seen? Please tell us. I've seen Rocky one and Rocky six. Okay. <laughs> oh, you've never seen the other one. <laughs> no. Where'd you put three? Where'd you put three? I put it in a number four spot. <laughs> I have the two. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna help you out. Okay. Let's, this is, I'm gonna help you out. Wait, wait, that was the greatest moment when he's like, I've seen Rocky one, Rocky six, and then we were both waiting. We were both standing there, like, he's like, <laughs> and then that was it. Dan, he texted me, he, he goes, like, um, uh, what, I, what about if I haven't really seen it? I was like, please just let's just yeah, talk about this matter. story. The thing is, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. Oh, so, I'm gonna help you out on this, Mark. <laughs> I'm gonna be more. Yeah. I'll just help out, I say man. it's a, a one, six, two, three, four, five. Because you can't, <laughs> you, you won't be able to. People will be attacking you. The five <laughs> listeners that we have will be attacking you for putting four, four before five. Mark, like, four should never watch- become five. You have to watch Rocky Five now just to know how bad it is, and you have to watch okay. the whole thing because it, it, Stallone himself has given it a zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocky Four is like an eighties heaven. It it's made like three hundred million dollars. Heaven. Okay. Yeah. Oh and Rocky Four is like my yeah. one of my favorites. Off just of just of seeing eighties, it is. Off of just further seeing, away. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead, Mark. Go. I was just gonna say, I figured the further away you got from the first one, they kind of like you know. I love good. that your rationale was like this. Rocky Six kind of reminded me like of Rocky One. I'm like, but you only watched Rocky One. 
Yeah, that's why I really, really like ring a bell for me. <laughs> oh my god! That I was, was the like, I was kind moment. of okay with it. I was like one six two. All right, not bad. Uh, three. Uh, three, three, and four. You kind of like yeah. depending if you like eighties movies or you like yeah. like three was good. I mean, I put three. I think I've made yours. Three, like, Manny uh, was four, four one I three. Four one three. I yeah. think, and mine yeah. was one four. Three. I changed it at one point, but yes. Yeah, and then I did one four three six two five. That was like mine. Well, I had to. We had to save Mark, and you know, you got, this is all staying in the podcast. But end. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest moment, though. It was like I love it because I've everything but it. that last. Can we two. talk about Rambo instead? <laughs> well, when we Just do Rambo, Mark, you'll those. come back on and do Rambo then. <laughs> all right, <laughs> especially those last two, which were insane. Oof. Yeah, those are the craziest movies I've ever seen. Um, well, there we go, everyone. Green Day passes the nostalgia test. It's unanimous. 1994 classic. 30 years. Congratulations, Green Day, for 30 years of Dookie. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> but also just more than 30 years of just making music, having a Broadway musical, doing everything that like a punk i cannot believe a punk band has done in the music industry and i mean hopefully maybe 20 20 more years i mean more music why not let's break out those power chords that's how i learned seven nine seven six eight. <laughs> you know let's get those chords out there like make some more songs mark thank you so much for being on and coming on and talking green day with us it was like a real thank pleasure. you for the, the the amazing ranking i appreciate thanks. it one of the that's greatest nice rocky rankings of all time <laughs> Buzz in the tower would be proud. Guys, don't forget to follow us on all your social media platforms. That I think we're on Twitter, uh, now known as X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Dan's doing a great job. We got a whole new look on there. And, you know, catch us on anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell us what we should put to the test next. Yeah. And everyone. On the Nostalgia Test Podcast. 90s all the way. Peace. Peace. Later. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.